Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of Foreigners Talk Americans, the exciting podcast where I, a lone American, will discuss something unique about my country's culture to three of my best foreign friends. And we got a very diverse group of people with me today. Uh, from Ireland, we got Gary. Hi. From South Korea, we got Andrew. Hello. And from New Zealand, we got Jonathan. Yora, how's everyone doing? Jonathan, you excited about this? You know, I'm okay, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm definitely excited. No, this is uh, this is a great idea, and uh, like someone said, we're all curious to see how this would go. So, a little a little backstory: the the four of us met uh, many years ago in San Diego back in college, and we lived in a a housing complex called International House. Uh, someone want to describe that, Gary? You want to describe what International House was like? It was kind of a place for us to get to know each other, um, explore each other's culture and share food, share experiences and share alcohol um, and kind of get to know as much as possible about each other while also exposing us to American culture and the, the, the unique curiosities of the society of which you we guys are in. using the word curiosity a little bit too much in this uh, in this recording. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. But yeah, iHouse was this, uh, this pretty unique environment where they took half international students half American students and then we all lived together in this in this complex and kind of the the outcome of this like we learned about each other's culture and then we had a lot of fun conversations where we learn how other countries do things a lot of the conversations would start off with someone like Jonathan saying why do do Americans do this and then I would explain (laughs) uh Jonathan please just tip the waitress come on it's don't don't be cheap about it (laughs) because Uh, why is it good, that, I'm why sorry is it that to the waitress and the San Diego Applebee's that we went to. What if, but no, I, don't, I never understand why we non-alien, well, non-Americans, aliens actually, we've still been called aliens, by the way, illegally, right? I suppose to shoulder, uh, you know, inherent flaw in your system, you know? Why is it that it's our burden to carry? <laughs> but never mind. That's maybe for another, another um, yeah. episode. That's going to be on a topic, yeah, on a tipping later right <laughs> we'll do, do that for episode two but yeah so uh so the idea of this podcast is just kind of reliving those conversations we had in college and because we're in a very strange time right now we're we're all kind of stuck at home we're all quarantined we thought it'd be great to to start doing a podcast where we discuss these these topics and we can also kind of reconnect because we haven't really regularly talked to each other in, in the many years since since college we're all a little bit older now we're a little bit wiser than we were in college so <laughs> so bringing up college like we're going to discuss for our first episode of foreigners talk american something that we dealt with a lot back at, at in san diego which is the american drinking age of 21 which is quite higher than most other countries so let's quite get your high. initial takes mm-hmm on the American drinking age. I think, Gary, you want to start? You're from Ireland, so you might have a good opinion on this. <laughs> yeah, it was a, It was probably the hardest part about moving to San Diego was that I went from having three years of being allowed to drink to all of a sudden being, it's been illegal, me not being able to participate in arguably a cultural norm for me. Um, and it became very challenging that all of a sudden I couldn't socialize with this because this is quite a, lar- a large portion of my university experience was going to parties, drinking, going to the pub and events being based around alcohol. And all of a sudden this became very much a t- taboo subject, so much so that you kind of couldn't even buy alcohol. You couldn't 
you could get expelled for being drink drunk in public, whereas this is very acceptable in the university environment where I came from. So when so you came how, to San Diego, how, how you were you? like 20, right? I was, tw- I was 20. I had three months of being underage again, and it was a very long three months of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jonathan, when you were in San Diego, you were you were underage the whole time. I think you were you were 19, right? <laughs> so you didn't drink at all, well, yeah? I was, so you're very <laughs> not even one drop. I was just you know the, I'm one of the most loyal fan of the boys. Just you know, kind of railing them on on the sidelines, saying, "Hey guys, come on, come on, one more, one more drink, scull it, scull it, scull it." But I did not touch it at all. You spent too much time with a Bible study instead of partying with us. <laughs> Some form of study, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no. Nah, I mean, I was actually called the kid, right? Are right, you guys? I can't. So, um, so yeah, I, I was they were underage the whole time, and um, and I guess I kind of echo what Gary said, because like, uh, coming in, you know, from from um, we were still at uni, but coming in from the culture where everything was pretty centered around, and in social was centered around drinking. So, um, it's kind of odd to go from that to then suddenly saying, oh, no, this ain't, this is not for you. Uh, you are all still minors, well, not minors, but kids, I guess, in that in that sense. So, um, uh, yeah. So I guess. That was it. That was it. Um, so sorry about uh, having to not let you guys, well, not have you guys be able to drink in some activities when we're hanging out together. <laughs> Although, you know, things still happened the way they did. So let me just put it that way. Yeah, because the issue was uh, I was 21. Andrew was way over 21. He, <laughs> he, was, he was like 24, which was really weird. Oh, Andrew. He was like, but, some shit, man. But whenever we... Looks- yeah, but whenever we had alcohol in our apartment, if Jonathan yeah. was there, it became super illegal because uh, he's an underage guy. Yeah. But oh, I remember Peter even somebody go hide in the bathroom or something. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. So I if you don't have the proper yeah, papers, yeah. you have to hide. Yeah, whenever the security security checks the room and we we always hide Jonathan somewhere in the in, in room or like a bed or like. Like, yeah, it was a kind of like an Anne Frank them. situation, but uh, yeah. But like, why did the police care so much? Like, there was bigger issues in the world, and the police really cared about alcohol in the environment. The police of a university campus—that's the biggest issue. This is uh, this is on on par with with murder in, in university campuses because there's not much going but, on there. But they know that they know that you, the students are drinking. And in, no, yeah, so right? like. Yeah, Gary and, and Jonathan, you said like in your universities, drinking was was very much part of your culture from the beginning of, of going to universities. But to be frank, in San Diego, drinking is, is also part of your culture, but it's just a taboo. It's just forbidden and something you have to hide. But it's like and, like everyone's very aware that like most of the kids in, in, in college are, are drinking. So it, it just seems kind of logical to have hmm. a drinking age at 21, like a more... Mm-hmm realistic one would be 18 yeah which is like what are the drinking agents in, in your countries yeah, 18 i think 18. i think it should uh once you join the college it's like between 18 and 19 in korea so i think once you join the college i think it should be accepted so yeah it's very weird you can start drinking in the states when you're like a junior or something right yeah, junior in college. Oh, oh, that, that's <laughs> like well, the only thing that junior? I can really think is like because uh, in America you drive a little bit earlier. I think you drive when you're you're 16, and you have to probably drive more because America is so 
so vast, like there's not great public transportation. So I probably the alcohol has, you know, obviously a terrible effect with, with driving. So maybe they were trying to curb accidents by, by raising it. Oh. And, but like it also poorly prepares students. So when they actually start drinking, they're not ready to drink. So you get to yeah. this junior level where they're allowed to drink and they are not ready to drink. So I grew up being able to be prepared that I could handle my drink. I knew the consequences of drink. Yeah. I saw so many people, this was their first taste of freedom and they really <laughs> could drink. <laughs> like they were drinking. Like the no, amount no, of I, think, I think it's actually the opposite. Things, because like if it's if it's uh, if it's such a high age when you're 18 when you're under 21, you you want to abuse it because it's it's like you don't know the next chance you're going to drink so you want to you know swig that whole fifth of vodka or whatever it is. Well, it's also just <laughs> lack of practice. Like if you had access to reasonable amounts of alcohol and had drank earlier, you would be okay. But these people never like they didn't build a tolerance. They didn't build an alcoholic culture. Um, which is like it's just so unacceptable that you end up chasing i'd never heard the concept of chasing before i went to the u.s like just drink alcohol it tastes okay if you can't drink it we were drinking though like it was uh, the, that five dollar vodka that came in the plastic uh, container <laughs> I but i heard that if you put that through a regular brita filter it makes it a little better because you get a, an extra filter the filter the brita thing Brit like it's distilled again, right? That's a, oh, I don't really know yeah, the yeah. science of a Brita filter, <laughs> but but Gary, you're saying that in in like Ireland, you start having a drinking culture at a at a relatively young age, but you just said the drinking age is 18. But like like how how's that work in Ireland? So in a similar way that people start drinking at 18 when they're in the US, even though it's not the age, we would start probably drinking around 15 um with like few acceptable it's acceptable in certain circumstances but not everyone does and it's definitely kind of sparse but by the time you're finishing secondary school most people are 18 and most people are going to the pub regularly and start developing it and so many family events are based around alcohol so that you become accustomed to it and you see it a lot and it's not a thing that's like a taboo that you like hide away from people it's an acceptable activity Mm. Where so you're not abusing you it at, at 15. Nah, well, some people are, but not everyone. <laughs> I think I think I think you make the mistakes early, and then you don't like. By the time you go to university, you're not so susceptible to those. So mistakes. you're saying that in Ireland, it's, it's better to make children make these terrible mistakes instead of 18. Yeah, so they so they, they still live with their parents. At least yeah. they like when you if you or at least in a duty of care of your parents, you're at least somewhat. Whereas if you're on your own in university and you make that mistake, you're at a lot more risk. You, can you trust? No, yeah, that's a good point friends? because yeah, you're around people that are just as stupid as you in university yep. essentially. And you're just, you're <laughs> like your, your first alcoholic experience are often like a, like a frat party. And then yeah. just a, a continuous bad influence. What's it, what's it like in Korea, uh, Andrew? Like do, uh, do people drink at an early age too? Oh, actually, some people do that, but not much. Because in in Korea, the study in the high school is is really important to join the uni- to enter the university. So we don't drink in the, in the early age, maybe. But once you join the college, it's like a sudden, you know, so much freedom from the study. So we we binge drink. The freshman year drinking is the, the episode, you know, 
a lot of people talk about that base. Uh, I, I was, yeah, I threw it in the party, or like I drank six days in a row. Yeah. Your first so week think, in, in freshman college? Yeah, I think I used to drink like five or six days in, in a week, all week, wow. every week, almost every week. Yeah. I thought I, I thought I was dying or something, but I was young and healthy, and I wake up and I I, I realize that I'm fine. Then I drink then I drink soju again. And so I think Gary got the point. I agree with some point that once you start drinking from at early age, you know how to you know control yourself. You know you know your tolerance, how much you can drink, and above that level that you got you know you know something something got wrong. And that's the reason why I think 21 is too high still, and 18 probably good. <laughs> But you're saying like there's still binge yeah. drinking in Korea is just legal over there, like when you're 18, when you got out of high school. When you when after I graduated from the high school, yeah. But you uh, Koreans have to go to the army, right? Right, right after, right after high school. Oh, well, not not right after high school. Once you join the college, then you have some years. Then you can choose the year when to join the join the military service. So yeah. Oh, and the when I was in San Diego, I was like 24 or 5, one of the highest in the house. Yeah, you were like the oldest guy. <laughs> yeah. Probably. So it, it was really funny for me because I had been drinking like six years, right? But once, <laughs> I, once I in the San Diego, like like Jonathan and those young guys asked me to buy a drink. What? Why do I have to buy a drink? Why? It's because you're Oprah. You're the elder. Example. Yeah, I remember that those guys, those young guys, were very excited to go to Mart. Well, there's a Mart, so and they were happy to go in me. Ralph's. So that I can. Ah, Ralph's. Yeah. They they liked my ID, not me, I guess. Jonathan, why did you do that? Is uh, drinking at an early age pretty common in, in New Zealand, Jonathan? Oh yeah, no, I mean, so I'm just going to pretty much piggyback on what Gary was saying, how we all start, like, yeah, at about sort of 15, 16-ish, and then um, start off with the, the casual beer, the casual bourbon, you know, at <laughs> your house parties, and then... Um, Probably not you at uni, and uh, it is true that that even though it might be legal, not you know, sort of condone any sort of <laughs> binge drinking behavior, because it's true that we still, you know, we were so young, and we would definitely try to, you know, hit our limits, or I guess, I guess explore and find out where where they are, anyways. And I guess that was a whole, that was the whole point of you know having us able to do that, uh, and having us sort of the same uh, setup, I think. Is in Ireland, maybe in Korea, where we aren't sort of, quote unquote, estranged from our family. We don't move <laughs> uh, miles and miles away. So we still would have our family mm-hmm. around and sort of support around to guide it. Uh, so you think the family well. dynamic is, is very important in your definitely. development to taste of alcohol? Uh, definitely. I mean, having yeah. that, that sort of, uh, uh, the, I guess, the presence of family around us is definitely vital. Um, and so that, I mean, it all comes down to alcohol not being, I guess, a novelty in that aspect. So, you know, that where Americans, I guess, what surprised I guess me, maybe also us, if I can speak on our behalf, is that looking at how 
they kind of I don't know revered alcohol in that way, but oh, like <laughs> they can now drink it. You know, and that was um that was surprising to me. And if I can just put uh mention one more sort of anecdotal experience was um I think at the time when we were there, 2012, 2013, uh, I think cinemas in California or in, I guess, one of those states, maybe a few of them, made it legal to, you know, to drink in cinemas. And I saw the reaction of, of Americans just going, wow, it's awesome. And I'm like, Whoa. was that supposed oh, really? to change anything? <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, just getting the whole sort of novelty uh, perspective out of alcohol, I think it's, it's probably, to me, the point of having the age a bit lower, <laughs> not, not at 21, where you're what, you can get married already at 21, huh? <laughs> you can, you can do get married you you want. at 13 in America if your your parents can do it. Yeah, like if <laughs> a lot of Mormons do that. So, so why can't 13. you drink yeah. at 13 if your parents consent to it? <laughs> because apparently, uh, because drinking is a sin, but marrying at 13 is not in, in some states. But uh, it might be so, a, because of the prohibition era or something where that just kind of stayed that way. Or, it definitely relates to prohibition. Like it's a prohibition era regulation that it was acceptable at 21 when they went back from prohibition. So none of right. your countries had prohibition at one point. Nope. Uh, probably not Ireland. But, no. <laughs> but there was a temperance movement, though. I mean, it's not, I guess it's kind of mirrored you you guys' prohibition era, where it, I guess well, it was a temperance movement that it was kind of like I think Christian uh, grounded that yeah that tried to discourage you know alcohol use at the time as well but i don't think it went as far as prohibition though you know not a history so sorry pro- but prohibition doesn't do anything like other than encourage people people still do it like banning something it doesn't stop it like yeah. that's and that's <laughs> it's just a black market anything. Yeah. exactly and that's it's why it's clear in your history like yeah, doesn't... if everyone's not drinking, then what, what's the point of having a provision, right? No, that's why they repealed it pretty pretty soon after. But okay. uh, John, the fact that, that alcohol was illegal for you when you made it to San Diego, did you feel like you had to abuse it more because you were actually underage? For... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's, you know, honestly, it, it might sound a little irresponsible to say this. I mean, then again, <laughs> I've always been that. But um. Uh, having already been, you know, uh, I'm trying to find a better way to say this, blackout drunk, you know, before <laughs> coming to the States, you know, I already know how that felt, and so I didn't see it as a, a challenge to have to, you know, to to relive the that experience again. Although of course, eventually, like you know, like any other American, also we we found out we found out ways to access alcohol, but yeah, but mm-hmm. I just didn't see that as a, you know, as a thing that I had to, you know, actually actually find it, and then you know. And, like got out of my way to, to get my hands on so yeah but I it, feel it, like you, I was that young <laughs> but it created this image of the party and like whereas if you were legally allowed to go to a pub you have a more reasonable drinking or a nightclub where you need to get into you you take it a little bit more easy but this whole party where you're staying in the one space just encouraged you to drink heavily and quickly because it was going to get shut down and so it was um it was became this kind of race nearly um in a way that doesn't necessarily need to exist if you're legally allowed to go to the pub that you could go down yeah. to porters or you could go down to round table pizza and you wouldn't stay yeah. in your house as yeah. much yeah but Gary, didn't one. you find yeah. that these these house parties to be a little bit more exciting than than just drinking at a pub no no <laughs> 
No, <laughs> I much prefer a pub. And as soon as I was legally allowed drink, I spent a lot of time in round table pizza. Um, I much prefer a draft drink, and I much prefer being able to go out and dance and celebrate and just do it like that than mm-hmm. this kind of cramped, stuffy, sweaty <laughs> place where people live and there's not not space. Like there was house parties, don't get me wrong, and I had grey house parties, but in general, it, there was always this sense that you're going to get shut down. Or, and the fact that it yeah. was always on a Friday night and our Saturday nights, and like, whereas in Ireland we were going out every night of the week. How do how's the Irish like uh, people afford all that? When you're in college and you go to the pub every night. I'm never sure how afford it. <laughs> Are there specific bank loans for your pub tab in Ireland? Hey, you guys have a student night, like Wednesday night or something, being student night. night. So every night there's a different yeah. nightclub that you go to for the specific night. <laughs> Dicey's on a Monday, G2's on a Wednesday. Um, like you knew all the places to go for the most affordable drink. And then we also had on-campus bars, which were relatively affordable. See, the, the advantage uh-huh. of the house party, in my opinion, is like... For the cost of one handle of, of vodka, you can basically sustain a, a group oh, yeah. of like five uh, to ten people. Yeah. Oh, right. it's, not, it's not that cheap. It's not as cheap as a habit at home, right? I mean, that's, that's true. And it's why you kind of free drink and then uh, <laughs> see where the night goes from there, right? I mean, sometimes you, you do. Andrew, you remember our I mean, yeah, I mean, like, there was this full of Budweiser from, from Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cheapest, the cheapest beer, right? <laughs> Like when in America, yeah, he, he just wanted to drink the cheapest beer, apparently. Yeah. But what what is it like in, in, in Korea? Is, is it more like you go out to the bar and you drink at people's houses? Actually, yeah. you know, we don't. You know, we we until we got married. Uh, I living. I've been living with my parents before I got married, and most of the people do that. So we don't. You know, we don't think you don't about have having a house no <laughs> having a drink with with my friends with my parents is almost unimaginable really mm-hmm. so we we just go out you know we near the university oh there's always like a you know, street full of the pops 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 every, every university has their own street to in front of the university gate there are a lot of you know pops because they know that the freshmen and sophomore, those university students are the or those people who drink most, you know, in their age, in their life. So, so that that's an interesting dynamic because yeah. there are a lot of eighteen-year-olds in in your countries that are going yeah. to bars. Are bars, bars pubs, for, for yeah. pubs or bars? Are are, yeah. are there like specific pubs for younger people, or is it? For everybody, does every age demographic show up there? Uh, actually, the pubs are open to everyone, but you know, there's some expectation. You know, if you go there, there are only young people. Then I, now I, I, I can't go there because I know that I will be the <laughs> old. Right? You, you still look pretty young. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. You too. Both young you still age that much. But you know, it's between us. We, we talk to each other. You're young. We, you look young. But no, like no. If I saw you on the street, bro, I think you're still just freshly 21, you, bro. But Seriously. in their perspective, those people in 20 or 21 saw us. Oh my God, look at the old guy. What is doing in this pub? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of some sort of expectation, right? That we should avoid. We mean, 
around my age, we I don't go there anymore because I know that they're atmosphere. They're for university students or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. definitely certain pubs Seven. are age group specific like mm-hmm. it becomes there's certain pubs that are the places where people can drink underage or there's a certain younger age underage you know <laughs> what? what I mean um, so there's certain pubs there's very little that. morals in Ireland for being a, such a Catholic country <laughs> uh, when I say underage I mean under the drinking age but um, but yeah but so do, they like, all, do they all set that do, do some? Do you mean some pups accept those guys under drinking age? Maybe. Oh. Can you give us their their Yelp accounts and then we'll write some bad reviews on it? It's just no. In every town, there's certain places where they know there's less less likelihood to be ID'd. Um, mm-hmm. And so you you as an adult would avoid that pub because you know this is this is a fact. But in the same way, you avoid certain pubs because there's a different it's like a certain sport or a certain group of people who that's their local pub and so you have you just develop your local pub and your local drinking area and same Mm -hmm. now in vancouver i would only go to certain pubs um because that's the age group i'm in but like it's not a sign that it's just what you become used to so is it less of a crime to to serve to underage people in Ireland? Is it, is it no, more no, it's very accepted? Much, it's very much it's culturally possibly accepted, but definitely it's still a crime. And like I, people, there's many times the, the police still raid these pubs and check people's mm-hmm. IDs, and mm-hmm. and like you can lose your license as a as a pub if you're caught serving people oh. underage. So how is serious? Pub, how does a pub become the young people pub or the? Uh... I, 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 I'm never sure how it happens. It's just like I, just I know what, yeah. when I was when I was of that age, I know what pub it was, and it changes over time. So it's just I don't know. It just kind of happens. I can't explain why or how. In the same way that like round table pizza in UCSD was probably your better chance than let's say Porter's, where there was much more strict. <laughs> it's it's very curious. Of, I think to say. <laughs> um, do, yeah, do the family go to a pub something. together in, in Ireland? Like, uh, like, would you would you bring your dad to the pub with you? Yeah, yeah, I would drink with my parents when I'm home. That's the people I drink with the most is my parents and my family. Really? Um, yeah. On that, I had a question. Oh. Then is it also well? Does it come down to trust at the end of the day? I guess especially in the family circle, where um, you know, compared to I don't know, maybe American parents, uh, our parents, well, our parents parents households in you know sort of non-american context i guess are more likely to be okay with their kids drinking um if anything around them how was it for, well for you and your mates in america growing up you know did your parents are they okay uh, with you? you know like i'm, I'm an asian american so yeah i'm probably pretty similar to andrew where mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's more uncommon to drink with your parents it's not like not until i was like graduated from college i would drink with, with my dad <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like for 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 white Americans it might be a little bit different. But obviously I can't answer because I, I I'm not a white American. But for for me like seeing alcohol for the like at at un, underage like when I was under 21 was just such a taboo. It's, it's so like it's like finding the the gold egg in, in Indiana Jones or whatever. <laughs> like it, was, it was so amazing to see. And then like uh, when I got to college. Like it became a little bit more norm, but like that being a taboo just just made us look o- over our shoulders all the time before I met you guys when I was like 18 to 21. 
afraid that the security would come in and, and bust us and then we get expelled or something. <laughs> wow, I didn't think I actually didn't appreciate how you got it like that. That's so serious. Do people actually get expelled for it? Like, I, probably not. Probably not. Because like it's 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 such a weird like it's such a like a backwards law because like it's obvious that everyone already does it or like most people already do it. But I think it, the 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 rule is just there to 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 like when when the security wants to enforce it they can. So it's it's so it's so weird and it's unnecessary as well. There's like a three there are three things to right? to not to drink right yeah in, in america we have this rule where you can't uh drink in public you know like it's uh but, but a oh, lot of people yeah. just put a paper bag over their alcohol oh, yeah, that was the and then you're kind of just old. hiding it and the fact that you're making an effort to hide it kind of like makes the cops get off your back so i would kind of compare the drinking in college when security is there as, as long as you're willing to hide it when the security is there then mm-hmm. then they won't like charge you or anything but if you're a real douche about it if you're just like acting really really wasted in front of them then they're more likely to to punish you oh man drinking in public that's is, is fine in that's your country weird. though right like drinking not in ireland no, no. Not, in ireland. No. not in ireland no, no we don't drink we don't drink in public yeah what is it illegal you mean right you can't drink on the street. Like you couldn't have a can of beer on the street or on the beach or something like that. No, but in a pub, yes, it's okay. But not and in your home, it's okay. But definitely yeah. not in a park or on the street or in wandering around. No. That's Are you guys doing the paper thing, bags yeah. over there in Ireland too? Um, uh. not, not, no. I think you'd still get stopped. You'd still get in trouble for it. So a paper bag doesn't make a difference. Um, I, it's just not really done. Um, you would hide maybe in the field drinking cans if you were young, but like, um, because you wouldn't be able to get into a pub. But the, but like as an adult, you would never really drink in public, or maybe occasionally in the park. Like when I was in London, it was more acceptable to drink in the mm-hmm. parks and stuff like that. But in Ireland, very little people do. Oh, actually, now it's it's spring, right? The weather gets warmer. And whenever I I talk with my friends, we talk about the drinking in the street, in the park, right? Because the weather is so good. And you can go out and just have a couple of and that's, beer. And, and that's totally acceptable in South Korea. Like you can just go outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you go to the Han River Park, the one of the most biggest, the well, it was the popular park in the Seoul. And yeah, you see a lot of people on, their, on the street, on the lawn, they you know, put some mat on it and they took some beer and drink in the street and night and the day doesn't matter. So there's no fear of that being a bad influence for a, a child if they walk by or something. <laughs> we talk to child. When you grow up, you can drink. But now you're young. That, that, don't do that. I'm the Korean kids are much more well behaved. <laughs> are, there, are there vending machines with alcohol in Korea? Because I know they oh, have them in no, Japan, right? No. no? Okay. Yeah. So I they, know they they're not check the same their country, ID. Yeah. They have okay. kind of special machine that check the if that the ID is a fake or not. Every shops they have kind of that they have some kind of, that kind of machine. Because selling alcohol to underage is very serious serious issue. So you will get punished. So yeah, they the shops check their IDs and 
And you know, some people after in the January first, we it is funds trade in January first that we count up everybody's age by plus one. Mm-hmm. So it's everyone's so, birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's New Year's so, and it's everyone's birthday. Yeah. So they some young some people in their seventeen or eighteen they 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 are not they are legal to drink from the the how to say the midnight of the January first yeah. right mm-hmm. so they wait in front of the shop wait until <laughs> the ring ring bell <laughs> five four three two one yeah I can go to the pub <laughs> that's, oh that's very God. cool yeah. like everyone has the same birthday in Korea. <laughs> that day would be a very good party. Yeah. It's yeah. like creating the World Cup, and I mean, imagine just everyone, you know, just celebrating their birthdays together. Yeah. It's it's a it's universal great. experience. It's kind of like this huh? quarantine that we have. Everyone's de- dealing with it together. <laughs> yeah. When when was your first exposure to, to alcohol, Jonathan? Exposure. Well, honestly, um. You guys talking about honestly, man? Be honest. Yeah, like yeah, like so honest. I'm honestly honest with you, Andrew. You know that. All those times I was in bar call for us. Never happened. Uh, yeah, I was probably uh when I was like five or six or something. I, I, my dad was uh, at dinner with his mates, and then I was somehow there, thinking that he was I uh, drinking some interesting looking gold, yellow liquid, and uh, he was like, "Oh, what's that?" And then I think, uh, yeah, he just actually let me taste it, and uh, I'm like, "Ugh." At first, I'm not gonna <laughs> put myself in <laughs> misery. Yeah. So honestly, yeah, that was the taste, uh, first taste. But otherwise, uh, first properly actually drinking, drinking, yeah, you know, like late high school, with, early uni years, with, is when you really got into it. With friends. In uh, high when? school. We... Yeah, casually, you know. Um, just again, like, still so that you know, it wasn't really a, a novelty thing. By the time I got to see you guys, well, we meet you guys in the sites. Um. Wasn't this like yeah this fetish I don't know, <laughs> uh, so I thought it was like that to a lot of Americans out there, especially you know the younger ones. So my my sister has a story about because like uh, yeah alcohol is is illegal for 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 underage people in America well everywhere underage but yeah so she, uh, she when she was in high school she she someone bought her a Mike's Hard Lemonade you know what a Mike's Hard Lemonade is no. Most it's basically alcohol, you know, like uh, marketed at, at younger people because it tastes so sweet. It tastes like uh, like lemonade. And then she she downed oh, okay. the whole bottle when she was 15, and then uh, I think she threw up because of it. <laughs> but that's because it, it was just so because you want to you know you want to drink it all at once because it, it's so illicit to have it. Yeah. Uh, what's the percentage of alcohol in that lemonade? It's, it's probably the uh, the percentage of a beer, like one beer. Yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, Gary, what was your first experience with alcohol? Um, my first experience was probably at a concert when I was 16, and then uh, I probably didn't really drink like more than one beer until I was 17. So I was quite late compared to a lot of people, but um, it was never really a big temptation for me. Um, and then when I and then probably university is where I started drinking properly, probably. Who gave you the drink when you're hissing? Um, can't be naming people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're afraid they're gonna get in trouble for no. It would have been one of my old crime. Yeah, it was one of my friends at the time. Like we were at a uh-huh. concert, and so they bought it, and then we all kind of 
shared out between us, all of us who were underage and like okay, this I'm, I'm going to try to do books. some some math here. You're you're 17, so this would be like 2009. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to say the concert was Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift was definitely well after that point. Like she was definitely not the concert that would be. The concert on. was Lincoln Park. <laughs> More in the right direction, I would say. Um, what, but, what was it? What uh, was it? Muse. Muse, yeah, that's. I, wow. I was in the right, right area. Uh, yeah, you were right area, definitely. Um, so it was just a different. It was um, it was the first time drinking like draft beer, and it was disgusting. Like I couldn't understand why people like this. Um, at that first, I suppose it's true of everyone's first drink of alcohol. It is disgusting. Like it, I, I mean, yeah, your friend should have gave you a yeah. hard lemonade. Yeah, Mike's hard lemonade would probably be a good shout for a first drink. Um, all these new nude stuff and like the the hard uh, uh vodka. I don't know what the ones in California are. It's called here, a white claw. A white claw, and they're called nudes up here, and they're delicious and so easy to drink. I could see how you'd start drinking as a young person with these type of things. Well, they don't but taste like anything. They taste like yeah. sparkling water. They're, it's great. Like, like McCoy, yeah. <laughs> and there's no calories. It's like the perfect thing. Whereas I would have <laughs> beer belly if um, these were the type of drinks I learned to drink. <laughs> so you're getting into the sparkling uh, McCroy style alcohols now? No, I'm now still slightly addicted to these craft beers. Still love my IPAs. So the popular drink in, in Ireland is... Is it's it probably Guinness or, or no? Well, like for it? young people, it's lager and stuff, and then as you become more mature, you would switch into Guinness or Smithix um, as you get older. But definitely, when you start drinking, you're drinking Heineken, you're drinking, um, of course, you just drink like those more lagery drinks, um, and then as you become more mature and drink like properly, because you can drink a lot more of these ales, I think. Um, like you can have a good session of these ales without too much consequences compared to a lager, but maybe that's just my perception. Are there are there alcohols marketed in, to children or not children, but younger people in, in your countries? Um, similar to probably cider S- cider yeah apple cider. yeah cider's cider uh, um, there was even a soft drink that was produced by the same company that made the cider that tasted very similar to that cider um that you could drink from like any age because there was no alcohol in it but it tastes almost exactly as that cider um uh, and so it was clearly like a preparation preparatory drink for when you were able to drink the cider um, <laughs> Is uh is beer like the main order like or is it um, is it evenly split with wine kind of like in America or is it, is it just mostly beer uh, people order in, in Ireland for younger people beer definitely but when we went to university uh, it was you couldn't buy beer in the on campus shop you could only buy wine so we became very accustomed to free drinking with wine. Mm. All right, interesting. What about in, in New Zealand? Uh, mm-hmm. Is there a popular drink over there? I was gonna say that. Um, well, to go back to the year B previous um, topic, yeah. Uh, when you're in teenage years, you probably start out drinking yeah your lager beers, but also um, yeah, cooking bourbons and stuff, you know, bourbon, um, a lot of bourbon at yeah, <laughs> parties, and then um, uh, um, and I guess you get those lolly drink, lolly drinks as well, <laughs> like some screwdrivers or something like that. That's what it was called, like uh, the vodka orange yeah, juice, vodka and orange, yeah. Uh, I can remember those, and then the some what was the what were those called? Like the um, I think it was Smirnoff branded, but not 
the straight up vodka, I think it was mixed with the uh, other kind yeah, of, like, yeah, those sort are of sweet the, uh, drink. Yeah, alcohol yeah, those pops. Are the ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I can't stand sugar on, with alcohol, though. It, I think it just messes you up the most because it dries you out. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, what about, later what about on, yeah, um, we'll set up beers and then um, actually spirits as well, I'll say. Uh, got our hands on, like, you know, gin, rum. Um, so, you know, so uh, in, vodka. in Korea, is it is uh is hard alcohol popular is, is, or is soju like the highest people go for for hard alcohol oh, i heard that those preach like vodka rum tequila those drinks are really expensive in here just mm-hmm. a, a bottle it costs more like more than 60 dollars at the pub if you go to some pubs it, it just the bottle costs like 100 dollars yeah so so university students just you know prefer soju which is kind of sort of korean vodka and the percentage is like around 20 percent we mm-hmm. like yeah and soju and beer is the their most common drink that we drink in here and now this the soma we mix it together soju and beer we mix <laughs> that sounds disgusting we mix it. <laughs> and <laughs> hey, why would you do that <laughs> yeah. come on it's like a it's like uh, the fastest way to get drink drunk. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the percentage of beer is too low, and the salt is too too high. Not tasty. Yeah. So you mix it together. Mixing it together makes the perfect balance for you. <laughs> perfect is a and, strong word. <laughs> I'll you know try what? that next time I'm in Korea. <laughs> yeah, but you know, with the carbon hi- in the beer, does it, how do you say it? the carbohydrate the uh, the sparkle thing, yeah, carbonation oh, that makes yeah, that makes you digest digest more easier and faster, which means that the alcohol, you know, you can you can get hot, you can get you know drunk very fast. Do very do a lot easily. of Koreans get Asian glow? Because a lot of Chinese people, like me and John, yeah, yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah, we had the, I think we had the similar genes. Right? <laughs> I think Gary gets it too. I think he turns pretty red. When, when <laughs> yeah, oh, he just that's gets usually out of embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, he just wants to fit in, eh? Honestly. <laughs> how, how do you compare the, the 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 Korean beers to the American beers when you when you got to? America? Oh, actually, I um, I I prefer American beers. Oh, you do? Hmm. Yeah, some people nowadays the kind of. It's been developing a Korean beer tastes like water. It used to taste like water. So we prefer the foreign beers like from like Iran, from Belgium, Belgium and from Did you say Iran? Czech Czech. No. I Ireland. Oh, Ireland. Belgium. How do you say it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm no, pretty sure Iran doesn't produce <laughs> I'm sure there's some craft brewery somewhere. Yeah. If someone listening oh, come on. to your manufacturing. Come on, they're Muslim. They're, they're probably not drinking at all, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's against yeah. The, the rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wish all, yeah, you they're... can invite those people from, from the Middle Eastern Asia. So uh, the, this drinking. podcast would be not that great with, with someone from. Like, he would just say, "Yeah, I never drank," and uh, that'd not be the end of his interview. Well, if they do say something like that, they might not go home ever again. So, don't fuck it up for them, bro. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. uh, 
in college, what was your, your best experience or like in UCS San Diego? What was the best drink you had there? The ones we don't remember, I'm kidding. Carlos Strauss Amber from uh from one of those growlers that someone brought back from a brewery. That was a good night. Just drinking that around and just have a good conversation, it was a great beer. Um, and what what is the name of the beer? I forgot. The the one based in Boston. Sam Adams. Yeah, exa- that's the one. That, that's my best. Seriously. That's my best. I visited, you look- I visited that brewery as well. You went to Boston? Yeah. And I went to Guinness Factory in Dublin. Oh. It must have been so, yeah, so wherever I go traveling, I try to visit the brewery of, the, that, of that country's most famous one. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so none of you guys like the uh, like the birthday cake flavored vodkas that we had in no. the, in the Rouse grocery store. <laughs> what? If you want, if you want good flavored vodka, you go to Poland and that's quite delicious. But the ones that you have in no, there's an aisle in Rouse that was just like flavored vodkas of stuff that shouldn't be you know vodka flavored. It was like orange creamsicle. Like but you couldn't like even taste deck. it because it burned your mouth. Like you barely got. You were like, "Oh, this is a weird aftertaste." After I burnt my mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it just smells like birthday cake, but then yeah, it burns your mouth. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but that's weird. But like, the U.S. was probably the first place I ever had a keg at a party. That was probably the unique experience um, that we don't really have at home. The keg? idea, a keg. Keg. It's a keg. Oh, okay. okay. Giant barrel yeah. alcohol. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not something we can buy, so we never yeah. seem to have that. So that was a unique experience. Wait, why can't you buy that in Ireland? It seemed it would be, it'd be like way more cost efficient than. Uh... Yeah, but it's not really for personal use. It's for pub use, so you never have it in your house. Kind of thing. <laughs> it's just not. You never fun. have a, a crazy house party in, in Ireland. Not to that level of having a keg in your house. <laughs> Some people, maybe. Not me. This this was a unique experience for my time in San Diego, anyway. Yeah. What about the Yeah. Yeah, what's up, John? Huh? Oh. You have a question? Um, because, like, you you guys, uh, well, maybe Bar Joseph, you guys got to drink earlier, right? Um, start drinking earlier and everything. Would you say that, that kind of played a role in you guys being able to learn about the different kinds of alcohol and actually appreciate alcohol and not just see it as a means to you know, getting wasted. Um, did that have any, you know, part of playing that? Being able to drink earlier? Uh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. And definitely so? may, let me appreciate the breweries and the advantages that, like, somewhere like San Diego had. Um, whereas possibly I wouldn't have had that appreciation if I... I wouldn't have been able to enjoy and try all those things if it was so... If I wasn't used to it or, like, all, I couldn't drink more than one type of beer. So I think it allowed me to appreciate like, that experience more. Okay. Because, like, you know, um, obviously, as also being infamous for our binge drinking culture, right, I would say that even though we were able to drink earlier, um, most of us, at least the way we, we kind of, you know, well, educated, I guess not even educated around alcohol, we don't really know, I would say, especially through our early years of drinking, we won't drink to actually appreciate it. Like, we just kind of drink to, you know, get drunk, really. <laughs> um and that maybe, I guess, I don't know if that's the same in um, Ireland and Korea. Definitely in the UK and Australia, I hear of that as well. I think the same old type of access. Mm-hmm. 
definitely when you start, it's more about getting drunk and the concept of being drunk than appreciating. But I think that's just maturity. It's probably true of most experiences in life that you like the right. first time you, you, you appreciate it more, the more you experience it in the different types. And initially you just trying to make the most of your limited access. I got really deep real quick, Gary. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I, I take it that you didn't have that many uh, natty lights in, in, in San Diego? It was the first drink I had when I went to San Diego, and it was truly awful. I don't know how it was my first drink, and I ha- kept one of the can from that first 36-pack that I was my last can that I also had when I left as the last person leaving I had. That <laughs> was the last, the last drink you had was natty light. Yeah, and the first and last. I'm from the same 36 pack. I kept it the whole time ready. <laughs> well, people for buy it for the cost efficiency. I think it's like 36 cans for like 18.99 or something. Yeah, like cheap like that. Ooh. 50 cents a can. Yeah. But like your percentage is down at three percent, and it's just water essentially. Well, what do you call the the sparkling water alcohols that you like now? Oh well, that was different times. <laughs> <laughs> you think you would appreciate yeah. a natty light right now? Uh, Can I sorry, send I, you a box? Uh, no, it's okay. I'm sure there's an equivalent here. <laughs> he already has a good beers, yeah. You know. All right. So I want to get into the final question of today's. Uh, uh, already? Yeah. We're, we're about to hit an hour. So I think this is going to be a good question. If there's a global drinking age, what should it be? And how would you justify it? Uh, six think- and a half. No, 16. Eight, no, what? <laughs> why, why, why? Come on. I think 16 works quite well. Um, 16 is a good age oh. for, at least not for spirits, but I think some European countries do it quite well. That's 16 for wine and beer and in the family environment and let's say some, some kind of more social environments. Maybe not buy it in an off license to bring home, but like you can go to a pub and experience it at 16 is a good time. And then 18 allow you to open up to the more stronger alcohols and maybe buy it in an off license and bring it home and have those parties. But definitely I think Gaining some experience at a younger age, around 16, is a good experience to build up a tolerance and build up your understanding of your ability to drink. So you mean the between 16? At 16, you can buy a drink like in the low alcohol percentage, yeah. and if you become 18, you can buy a, like a spirit or something, right? Yeah, yeah, that's um, how I see it. Yeah. All right. I, in the perfect world, I think the the global drinking age would actually be determined by the person. Cause like right now, like you have to pass a test to drive a car, right? Uh-huh. Mm. Wouldn't it be logical to pass a, some kind of competency <laughs> test before you can start drinking? <laughs> to start drinking. Like, you, you have so to pass the task. You get a drinking license, like a driver's license. <laughs> and there's like little alcohol DMVs that you have to go to. And then someone administers a test to you. How, and how then do they every, test? every, every person is different. Oh, well, what's the, the test? Gate, like karaoke? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to no, drink five no. shots and see if you call your ex-girlfriend. Yeah, walking walking straight, right? <laughs> no, but like it'll be a written test. That's a good like, idea, like, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, there's a written mm-hmm. test and you, you pass, you know, like basic logical things. And then I don't know what the, what the practical test would be, though. Like, would you actually have to drink in front of the instructor or something? <laughs> 
How do you practice? <laughs> well, I don't know about a, a logic test. How do you behave? Just, you know, like, sort of has to make them aware of that uh, of their, you know, the consequences of any of their actions that that sort of might unfold after getting well, after, after drinking, right? So, like, at least to get them accountable, I think, for whatever that might happen, I think that's a good idea. Uh, you know, people actually kind of think like harder, I guess, about you know <laughs> drinking and therefore drinking how much, you know, and yeah. But that's a that's a good point. Good. I think they explore actually, yeah, have some sort of like process to earn that alcohol, not just sort of buy it. <laughs> it can even get like genetic to it too. Like if, if your if your family has a history of alcohol, if you can somehow yeah. figure that out, then uh, maybe it should be restricted for you at a young age. Mm. In my perfect, yeah, yeah, I... uh, if I'm the ruler of the, the world, I, I would do something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I suppose the challenge is that sometimes it hampers your development. Like if you're drinking too young, supposedly it like hurts your development yeah. as for, a person. Yeah, and brain so have, or like yeah. yeah. So that's the you risk. Think, you think in the future, like uh, we'll have uh, was it like 23 and me's like right off the bat, and then it can like you, you do a saliva swab of a baby, and then it tells you this this baby shouldn't drink until he's uh, 18 and a half or something. <laughs> and a half, I like it. Good margin, yeah, yeah just a bit of leeway. Okay. Uh, Not sure maybe, it would go well for know, me. But... <laughs> yeah, I don't know still, but... Honestly, yeah, oh. sorry, but... As Gary oh, said, ahead. yeah, but... Like, teenagers are in their developing age, right? Developing status. So, alcohol might, you know, destroy the kind of brain, you know, damage or, like, not only physical damage but also their brain so i've been thinking that still yeah i mean teenager means like those who haven't graduated their high school so once they they enter the college i think they're we consider in korea we we consider them as grown-ups so they can handle themselves drinking but so so i believed in that theory that much but but every everybody's brain develops differently though some people's brains aren't completely developed in college i would Mm. say like i'm way more intelligent now than i was in college i made a really (laughs) dumb decisions oh really like like befriending jonathan that's one of my dumb decisions (laughs) (laughs) and look where we are now (laughs) here we are seven years later yeah i I think i become more more, more dumb as I as I'm getting older. So before you that you you, you became more yeah, intelligent. Right? More you see, you gotta like you know <laughs> fuel that brain more. Refill, refill. Yeah, yeah I think I was I, I think I was smartest when I was it like when I was 18. You think so? <laughs> then <laughs> alcohol came you. in. <laughs> yeah, then alcohol came. Yeah, well, what fucking alcohol do you drink, bro? <laughs> what did you drink back then? <laughs> But I think what Gary suggested was really kind of, you know, logical. Like, in 16, you, you can only drink beer. 17, you can start wine. 18, you can start vodka. So true. Right? Like, every every year you get a new, like, Pokemon badge of alcohol. Yeah, you can raise up your tolerance slowly. It gets to uh, the last badge is that... Uh... Was it like the 151 Bacardi? Oh. <laughs> no, absent, isn't it? Absent, yeah. Absent, yeah. absent, yeah. <laughs> that one you can't touch until you're 25. 
I don't know, but like I think I, I I don't mind like to skirt the question, but like I feel like uh, age is always indicative, right? Like like you said, you know, you, everyone's different. You can't kind of put a one size fits all thing, but unfortunately, you kind of have to. Okay, so what do we do? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of more for sticking it to still 18 because we kind of know that once people you know approach that age, yeah, they're gonna try and you know, obviously find ways to get their hands on alcohol and try them anyway. So I think focus should be on. Like setting age per se, I think it should be more on you know making sure that the, the education I think is you know is emphasized sort of like to have them I don't know feel that they are supported and guided throughout the whole maturing experience. I think uh, that should be more, more emphasized than on sort of trying to no yeah know, that's the perfect solution. Punish. But in the perfect um, world, that would be the solution. But it's just like oh, Gary's solution is more not... reasonable or like enforceable. Yeah, but we I can all agree. Twenty-one though. is not it. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> all right. On that note, I think it's time to end today's discussion. So for for Andrew, Gary, and Jonathan, my name is Joseph, and this has been Foreigners Talk American. See you next time. <laughs> bye bye. Oh, enjoy your drinking. <laughs>